Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. I'm Abe Metz. I'm B-Pimp. And we are happy to be with you for another episode. If you haven't yet rated us on iTunes, because we haven't brought it up for several episodes, we're sorry we didn't remind you, but you should go on iTunes and give us five stars. That's the only way we can personally survive. I think that's how that goes, right? Do you hear that? Sweden? The town in Sweden that listens to all our stuff? Yes. Rate us. If you know how to listen to the podcast, you know how to rate us five stars. I know that translates across all borders. Most other countries are not dumb like us Americans, and they speak other languages, so they probably are like right on board with us. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe the problem is that they wish they could add a sixth star, and because they can't, they don't feel like five stars properly represents us, so they don't give us a rating. Do you hear that, iTunes? Add a six star. You're selling us short. You're costing us listeners. Oh, for sure. But you know what? It's it's October, which means it's time for scary stuff. We all know Halloween is coming up, and we thought nothing is more scary than conspiracy theories. Well, I don't know if that's true, but at least it's spooky. It's spooky-ooky. So that's going to be our top five list, is the top five conspiracy theories. But before we get to that, whis- whiskey, before whiskey. we get to that, <laughs> man, how drunk am I? <laughs> B-Pimp, do you have a whiskey for us to recommend or not recommend? I have the exciting finale of the Journeyman series. Finally. We were like, get to all the Journeyman, damn it. We gotta know. This one is Journeyman Silver Cross Whiskey. Um, Ooh, good name. Yeah, it's a good name, and it's got a cool, like, sparkly silver... Um, you know how Maker's Mark has that wax on the cap? Yeah. It's got that same kind of wax, but it's like a sparkly, spacey silver with little, I don't know, shiny parts. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, 45%, so 90 proof. It is... Uh, let's see, what else? This is batch 60, bottle 693. Nice. Um, once again, from the historic Featherbone factory. And this one, it says far and sure on the side of it, which I don't know what that means, but they're I don't know what that means either. They're saying it's going to spread far and you're sure going to like it, I guess. I think that, yeah, it's short for that, if I okay. recall. Right, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of, so that's got to be what they're going for. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. All right. And I hate to continue the streak, but you got to be honest with the listeners. Is that whiskey smooth or does it get the boot? Not only is this smooth. Oh, boy. It is the best of the four journeymen that I've had. No shit. It's delicious. Okay, so that that is... Uh, what is it called again? Silver Cross. Silver Cross. That is a high rating for Silver Cross. It gets our highest rating, which is this whiskey is smooth. <laughs> we got a smooth... In a series of four whiskeys that were all smooth, it's the smoothest. Yes. It's, uh, it got a one out of one stars. In this binary system, it is, <laughs> yes. it is passing. But, you know, I do love that we do that. Because that's really all people need to know, is if they should get it or not. Yeah. At some point, we will hit so many whiskeys that we will finally say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't the one. I'm really... 
the suspense of knowing like what is going to be the one that we try that we actually give the boot is keeping me um it's keeping my life interesting yes <laughs> just this yeah all right so talked a little bit about the top five we're talking conspiracy theories this episode we're even going to throw in some sound effects because those are awesome and they're public domain as far as i know and yeah there conspiracy theories are all over the place and we're not saying that we're picking the best ones or we're picking the most you know frustrating ones or anything we're just saying top five conspiracy theories and we'll give different reasons for why we think they're in the top five but perhaps you'll agree perhaps you'll know about some of these maybe not but uh yeah so why don't we get into it then these are our top five conspiracy theories more than four less than six it's the top five all right my number five it's that the moon landing oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I gotta stop these sound effects earlier. I didn't know that one would keep going. Alright, my number five is that the moon landing was faked. Which I think is just that cool old school conspiracy theory. I don't really know where it comes from. I don't know why people insist upon it. I feel like it kind of comes from... I've heard people say that they don't understand how the camera filmed it. Yeah. And there's stuff about the shadows, right? Don't people say, like, oh, the shadow couldn't be there because the Earth is on this side and the sun is on this side and all this nonsense? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't bothered to look enough into it, but that is my number five. It bugs me. I bet it really bugs the people that were on the moon. Yeah. Because that's a lot to go through. How amazing is it that you were on the moon and then people are like, oh, you were in a soundstage. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine are pretty much all of that general kind of vein of like, how fucking dare you believe this? (laughs) What is your number five? My number five is Operation Paperclip. Oh, what is this about? So I included this one because it's actually true. Um, It started out as a conspiracy theory because they, it was a government, it was like a CIA-run operation that they did not have to release the details of for, you know how that works, like X amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they did, people were like, oh, that really happened. But it was a program of the Joint Intelligence Objectives Agency where they brought 1,600 German scientists to the U.S. after World War II. And this included, like, Werner von Braun and the rocket V2 rocket team. And a lot of them were Nazis. Some of them were even leaders of the Nazi party in Germany. Oh. And they were brought over to the U.S. to um, help them research after the end of World War II. Um, Herbert Hoover was later interviewed about it, and he said he had no trouble making the decision, even though now it seems shady, because they were in the Cold War, and he, he said, you know, the tensions with the Soviet Union were so high that he didn't have any problem making that decision. Hmm. No, that's, uh, that's a good one. I really didn't know about that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because the only reason it was a conspiracy theory is people were, like, you know, skeptical of them basically making amends with these scientists um, because they were Nazis. I mean, not all of them were Nazis, but a lot of them were. Right. But they were such, they had such brain power and so many things that they could offer that they felt they made a decision, like, we're just going to do it and 
people were like, people, you know, obviously thought that was kind of shady at the time. But. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. My number four. Oops, I didn't mean to hit that one twice. <laughs> I liked it because that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. My number four is vaccines cause autism. Oh, my God. Which is just one of those, like, you could, the way people prove it for the most part is they point out the diagnosed cases of autism, like something that wasn't always readily recognized, have gone up. And that vaccines over time have also gone up. As if, like, it's one of those graphs that you could attach to anything that's gone up. Like, you could say housing prices cause autism, or childhood obesity causes autism. Like, all things that are going up. Like, it's the loosest, dumbest connection ever. And the worst thing is, like, how many parents believe it? And not even of any, like, particular political creed either, which is, like, also kind of a stupid thing about it. There's nothing Republican or Democrat about parents being so dumb as to think that. Like, one of the highest uh, rates, I guess, of not vaccinating your children is actually in and around Seattle. You know, especially, I think, Vashon Island is, like, the worst place in America for this or something like that. And it's, like, within a short ferry ride of West Seattle. And it's just... I don't get it. It's Jenny McCarthy's fault. I think it is. I mean, there's only so many things I can blame on her, but that's got to be one of them. It's because people, if their child is diagnosed as autistic, they parent. I feel like parents would have a hard time rationalizing that maybe their child was born with something that causes them to have an issue, and they want to blame something. So yeah. they found they hear this nonsense that has no scientific backing, and they go, "Yep, that's what I'm going to blame." So it just got so much, such a big foothold, and it drives me insane. And I'm upset that I did not include that. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to include too many that made me mad, although a lot of them do make me mad, and this one definitely makes me mad because I think it's, like, just horrible for society in general because we need, like, to, you know, prevent things, like, that should be dead, like polio, from occurring. You need a certain vaccination rate. And if we don't meet that rate because there are enough idiot parents that don't vaccinate their children, like, that, that is, like almost maybe one of those things where we deserve to go extinct as a species because there's just too many dumb people oh 100 percent. yeah we absolutely we absolutely deserve to go extinct like we do so much more harm than good oh for sure but this reminds me before i get to my number four this reminds me there was a, a similar kind of like um urban legend or dumb thing that dumb idiots believe in england and i think it was like the 70s there was this painting. There was like a pop artist that was that had a lot of paintings that he sold in England, and there was a spate of house fires. And they said every house that caught fire had this a painting from this artist in their house. It was because everybody had a painting from this guy, so yeah. they just thought, oh yeah, this is a curse because we bought a painting from this artist, so our house caught fire. <laughs> and people were like, don't buy his painting. It's like. Oh, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but you have to, you have yeah. to have some kind of ability to differentiate between nonsense and get some sources and like research something. It's just right. I uh, do like that one though because at least 
that's not really causing anybody harm except for maybe the artist's like bottom line. Yeah, but that artist like he his career went extinct probably after yeah. that. Yeah. Although maybe it like helped him because enough people were like, I'll show them my house won't catch on fire. I'm gonna get twenty of these yeah. <laughs> put up the all over <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, and leave the gas on a light map. <laughs> <laughs> to double prove it. Alright, what's your number four? My number four Dave Chappelle's leaving Chappelle show and subsequent dropping out of the limelight was due to a group of influential black leaders conspiring to bury his career. I've never even heard of this one. I'm glad because I'm going to educate you right now. All right, I mean, please do. I'm not going to educate you. I'm going <laughs> to give you some nonsense. That Dumbify I me. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so the people, the main people that were accused of being behind this were Al Sharpton, Oprah, Bill Cosby, and Louis Farrakhan. That's the quadrant. And they said the, the reasoning behind this was that Chappelle, his comedy represented black or African-American um, individuals in, in a poor light because he just made fun of everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the one of the things, that, there's a couple stories about this one that jumped out at me as being especially ridiculous. One was that, Oprah was interviewing Tom Cruise and she stopped in the middle of the interview and looked at the camera and said Dave Chappelle I can't believe you ran that n-word sketch last night I'm gonna make sure that you never have another job and they alleged that Robert L. Johnson who's the founder of BET piped this into only Dave Chappelle's home so that only he would see it and it never aired on ABC when Oprah show was on that's how deep this conspiracy theory went. Somebody says that he only is the person who saw it. What? The other one, yes. The other one is that Oprah went to Dave Chappelle's house with gunmen, and they woke him up in the middle of the night and had gunmen pointing guns at his face, and she gave him this big speech about how his comedy was going to ruin America. Oh, my so God. There, yes. There is a huge... There, it was a website called Chappelle Theory, uh-huh. and it's actually been shut down. But it was popular. It was like around 2005. It was when he was supposed to do the third season and then he disappeared. Right. So the the working theory is that it was somebody who was a huge fan just like came up with this and basically, you know, got it enough word of mouth to, to get a foothold. But it's so ridiculous. And I, I, I just boggles my mind when I read about some of the stuff tied to that one. I get. Well, OK, but why did Oprah do that? They're, they're saying that it's because he was going to ruin... You know, there's, like, that whole thing with Bill Cosby where he would, like... He would yell... He would always make, make comments, like, about, you know, black teenagers having their pants sagging, and, like, he was, like, old school. Uh-huh. I, I think it was just playing on that where, like, these influential, rich black Americans were upset that Dave Chappelle's comedy was making fun of black people and not... You know, and, and they thought it was going to like bring them down somehow, so they were retaliating and trying to like end his career, basically. Jeez, I don't even, I don't really even buy that angle. I don't either. It's 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 nonsense. But it got it got popular enough that I remember hearing about it back then. And then when I was thinking of things for this, I actually asked Keith for some ideas too, and he 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 mentioned this one. I was like, yeah, that's, that one's so ridiculous. I gotta I gotta put that. That's a really good one. And I it makes me wish that I had, like, celebrity ones on my list. I should have done that. But all right, here is my number three. 
<laughs> <laughs> and that's that the earth is flat. And this one I like because it actually is like promoted by a few like well celebrities or athletes or you're, you're not even really sure if they believe it or not. But one of the more notable ones, of course, is Kyrie Irving of the now Boston Celtics, who... Oh, the, the Boston Celtics used to be another team? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, so... I'm glad I derailed you so <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought with that. I was going to make like some kind of joke, but then I couldn't think of one and forget it. But anyway, the <laughs> point being... So I couldn't figure out... In what sense did people believe the Earth was flat, right? If you're a flat earther now, you obviously don't believe that the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean just falls off at any point because you know you can fly in both directions. So when I did a little research into this, it was that they agree with that. And the North Pole is the North Pole and the oceans don't drop off. It's actually that Antarctica, which I've never been to the South Pole, so who am I to say this isn't true, is actually the edge of the Earth all the way around. How does that work? So it would be like the Earth is a disk, the North Pole is in the middle of it, all the continents go south from there, and Antarctica is the edge all the way around. So Antarctica is really large and is like the southern border or uh, is the border all the way around so you wouldn't know there's no water that's the edge um, i'm dumbfounded by this one because i don't i think it's related i have two theories okay one is it's related to the moon landing hoax because people think that um i, I it's like people think that the scientific community is too big for its britches so they're trying to like they're trying to rail against it by saying you don't know everything how do i know that it's like this it's like just that general like you can't tell me what to do attitude I feel yeah like. well and it's just like it's the people that literally because they can't see it in front of their eyes will just refuse to believe a certain like truth right my well, other theory is that it has to do with religion because, you know, the way people like will deny evolution or deny how old the earth is despite the overwhelming evidence to show that those are actually facts. Yeah, 6,000 uh, years. We all know it. Exactly, 6,000 years. And how dare you say that we're common ancestors with apes? Um, you know, like, that's terrible. Um, that, that kind of thinking. They're like, no, it's flat because uh, who, you know... Get, these people that said it's not flat like Galileo who you know from the 1600s how do I even know that's real that may not even have occurred like it's just a denial of anything that's you can't see like you said yeah and it's the funny thing about like that flat earth theory in particular the one where uh, Antarctica is the border is all you have to do is like look up flight times for southern hemisphere cities so, like, in theory, like, a flight from, I don't know, somewhere in, like, South America, like, Southern South America, either, like, Argentina or Chile, say if you're coming from, like, Buenos Aires, uh, or no, like, Santiago, Chile, like, look up the flight times from there to either somewhere in Australia or um, somewhere in South Africa, and if the Earth was really shaped 
that Antarctica was the border, those flight times would be like 30 hours, but they're not. Unless you're arguing that like planes go faster when they're on the edge of the flat earth, then that makes no damn sense. They're arguing that the planes just disappear. Maybe. I don't know what they're arguing, but Kyrie Irving might be an idiot. Uh, I think, yeah, the ship has sailed on that, I think. Yes. All so right. speaking of flights, my number three. Oh, no, no, no! I was pretty on top of that one. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> I stepped all over it. Chemtrails. That's your number three? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, uh, well, okay, go ahead. My number three is chemtrails. So, first of all, because I like the word portmanteau, I wanted to use it a couple times. So, chemtrails is a portmanteau of chemical and contrail, as contrail is a portmanteau of condensation and trail. So, what they really are, those things you see in the sky when planes fly, is Mm -hmm. condensation leaving a trail because of the atmospheric conditions. People that believe in chemtrails think that the ones that last longer are because the government is trying to poison you. Not because the atmospheric conditions meant that the trail lasted longer, but because the government is trying to poison you. So they're 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 alleging that the they're nefarious because normal contrails dissipate quickly. Um, the scientific community has debunked this over and over again. They're saying just what I said, like they're contrails that just last longer. Um, believers in this conspiracy theory speculate that the purpose of the chemtrails is to disseminate solar radiation management, psychological manipulation, human population control, weather modification, biological or chemical warfare, and that the trails may be causing respiratory illness and other health problems. So anytime you see that wide of a net for something, you know that it's just crazy people seeing something in the sky and going, I don't know what that is, so that's causing my problems. It's the same reason that religion exists, because people didn't know how to explain the stars or the sun or planets, and they said, oh, that must be religion. So it's just that same thinking, and it's still occurring, and it's 2017, and I want to go live underground. Right, and I'll, okay, I'm just going to say, and I'm going to use the same sound effect, because my number two... Oh, wait, was that the same sound effect? What did you use? I meant to use this. No, you use... Okay, hold on. It's this one. No! 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 (laughs) And the reason I'm using that one again... I'm not editing any of this. (laughs) Good. I would would have it no other way. Is because my number two is also chemtrails. And for all the reasons you just said, it's like chemtrails cause every fucking problem there is, which is insane. And I think this one bothers me too because I actually know at least one person on Facebook that I'm Facebook friends with that actually fucking believes this, and it's crazy to me. What is their first and last name? (laughs) I don't want to say it, but it's just like, I don't get it. How did this even start? I'll tell you, I know. It It doesn't even, like, it doesn't, because it covers, like, everything, like, human population control to respiratory problems, it's, I don't... I don't know what the, like, the catalyst was for getting it going. I have a theory. Okay. I have a, I think I can put myself, I, I think I can put my brain into the state of mind 
where you would come up with something like this. And my theory is it's far away. It's in the sky. It looks weird. So people just go, yeah, that makes sense. When they hear this, like they'll read it. Like somebody who is skeptical like myself or you or whoever will read it and go, oh, that's probably just condensation from the plane. But somebody who is already prone to this type of thinking will go, oh, yeah. Why is it in the air for so long? That's weird. So it must be the reason that I can't get a job. Like, they just will (laughs) decide that that is what's causing their problems. So I feel like that's the the catalyst for it. Yeah. must be why I have this cough. Not because I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Exactly. All right. What is your number two? My number two... The Denver International Airport conspiracy theory. Ah, uh, I love this one. The only reason this is not my number one is because my number one is so batshit insane that I could not take it out of number one. Uh-huh. But this one covers everything, similar to chemtrails. So there are allegations that it's satanic in nature, Masonic. It has to do with the New World Order. So there's three huge, you know, buzzwords there. Yeah. Uh, And the reasons they allege that the Denver International Airport is related to those organizations is because, well, I don't, I mean, I guess Satanism is an organization in a way. Um, (laughs) It's that there's runways are laid out in the form of a swastika, one. That is, I mean, that one is true. It's pretty weird that they chose to do it that way. But I mean, you could have just logistic reasons for that. It doesn't mean that they're like, oh, let's do this. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. but the, the, the weird one, like, this is one, a little background. I went through a phase in college when when we lived in the, uh, uh, I believe it was the Bissell apartment. When Great place. It was great. We were getting great. Bissellated. Oh, yeah. But I went through a, a phase where I was reading a lot of these. Um, I never really believed them, but I always found them interesting. So I, I was going through a phase, and I found this one. And there's a lot of background that's interesting, but the one that caught my eye the most was they have murals. And the, the artist who painted the murals has gone on record saying, like, he didn't have these intentions when he painted them. But they do have kind of like a one-world government military oppression theme to them. <laughs> it's like a super soldier with, like, a gas mask on shooting kids. Like, it's hard for me to understand, like, what's the benevolent intent behind that mural. But... It's there. I've seen it. I mean, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I've seen pictures of it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's there. But he has his own explanation. And, like, so that's one thing that's weird. They also claim that there's underground bunkers where the air vents can't be open from the outside. They can only be open from the inside. And well, they're designed to house the elite of the elite in this country in case of an apocalyptic scenario. And that has to do with, like, where this airport is located in the Rocky Mountains, in, in you know, in proximity to the Rocky Mountains. So it's, like, it's basically shielded um, and they're saying that that's where they would go and they also claim that it's used for human experimentation okay that's why you can only open them from inside because they didn't want anybody to be able to get in from the field and then there's also I couldn't find this is a weird thing about this one I recall very strongly reading a story of this guy who was a scientist he went to investigate this and shortly after he was there, he died, and they claimed it was suicide, but there was, like, mysterious circumstances around him dying. Mm. Um, and he, he was getting a tour, 
and they agreed to take them down because there are underground level like levels to this airport. They agreed to take him to look at it, and he said his story that he published on his website was that he took an elevator to see this, and as he was going down the floors in the elevator, he started feeling drowsy, and then he woke up hours later in the middle of the airfield, like laying on his back, and then after his that was published on his website, he died. So like, first of all, it could just be that he never did any of that. And it could mm-hmm. be that he never died. It could be that he was never even real and somebody just made it up. But I remember very strongly reading about that, and then I couldn't find it again when I was doing research. So I don't know what happened with that. But the whole thing is weird. And, like, I want to go there and just, like, fly to Denver and just see it and then come home because I'm just very curious about what is going on at Denver at Inter- International Airport. You should. I mean, I've been to that airport a couple of times. And I will say on a very non-conspiratorial level, I don't like that airport <laughs> because it's really far from Denver and also like pretty far from the Rocky Mountains. So I don't like buy that theory necessarily. Like it's probably a solid 50 miles from the Rocky Mountains. But uh, the weird thing when I was in that airport, I was kidnapped by lizard people for like three or four days. The reptilians got you? Yeah, they did. Was George W. Bush there? Well, of course. <laughs> he was plotting 9-11. He's, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh my god, that guy. Alright, my number one. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Can we replace like everything in the podcast with just that? Yeah, I think that should be our opening song. Yeah. Alright, my number one is... And the reason it's my number one, and it probably pisses me off more than any of them, frankly. I'll, actually, the autism one pisses me off more. But this one's horrible. A, because it launched a presidential campaign, essentially. And actually has resonated with a lot of Americans that made me think so poorly of them. It is that President Obama was born in Kenya. And essentially, the birtherism thing is how Trump got started. I'm silent because I'm sad. Yeah, so that's that's why for me that's like gotta be, especially in, you know, topically like at least yeah at least for right now that's why this is my number one. It is racist in nature and somehow still resonates with a lot of people. That's why, despite the hatred, the pure unadulterated hatred I have for Donald Trump, which I will say without any reservation. He's a genius because his fake news thing that he does, Mm -hmm. it works because he has followers that don't care about what is actually true. They don't care about having sources. They don't care about what makes sense. They just care about what fits their agenda. And what fits their agenda is to denigrate anyone who will cut into their profits, who will cut into the fact that they're white people and they're scared of anyone that doesn't look like them and it cuts into it basically just fits everything yeah and that was that's how he started it was with that nonsense yeah that 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 point that you just said is the big part of it it's like it's almost like not even that you would be the most angry at donald trump but that that so many people would believe this is i think it's one of the Definitely not the first times I've been disappointed by Americans, but like just 
surprised even me by how, like, the kind of legs that this sort of story would have. And people will repeat it that otherwise, I've heard people repeat it, that otherwise I feel like are semi-intelligent people. And they'll repeat that because if they don't like, there's some people who only see the fact that maybe their taxes went up and then that's enough for them to just hate everything. Right. My taxes slightly went up, so I hate everything that everything else that this person did, and he doesn't look like me, so I hate him. And how did he become president? And oh, this is a theory that lets me hate him, so I'm just going to believe it, and I'm going to spread it, and it just drives me. I, I don't know what to say about it. But yeah, it's the conspiracy theory that launched the worst presidency we have ever seen. It's, I yeah, I mean, you can say that already. You could have said that in a week. Yeah, it's not like it's getting better. It's getting worse. It's actually getting to the point where I'm considering believing in conspiracy theories because <laughs> yes. what, else ex- what else explains what's happening? Like, I, I don't understand what's happening. I was watching John Mulaney on Conan. It was like a... I randomly stumbled across a YouTube clip, and I think he put it perfectly. Trump being president is like a horse being loose in a hospital. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm optimistic. I think it might be all right eventually, but what's happening? It's like... <laughs> Yeah. The person that's supposed to be in charge of the horse, he fired the ho- he fired the horse trainer. So, like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. You just have to hope it doesn't go so poorly. It's, it's going to go as poorly as it possibly can go. Yeah, it's um, kind of getting that way. It's been less than a year, too. Jesus Christ. I know. If he gets reelected, I'm actually... Uh, Sweden, please take please me Please take us, Sweden. I... I I, I've recently become a vegan. I won't eat any of your meat. Um, I love your music and your culture. I will be a great citizen of your country. Please let me come there. Yes, I've already moved to California, which is almost not part of this country. Please just let me actually finish the job. <laughs> All right, what is your number one? My number one. is the Franklin Child Prostitution Ring. Okay, you were telling me a little bit about this earlier, but I did not know a thing about it. So I'm assuming some of our listeners might not either. Why don't you tell us about it? This is the one conspiracy theory. I'm a, by nature, I mean, I don't know if you can tell by all the stuff I've been saying, but generally I, I feel that conspiracy theories are, are nonsense because most of them collapse under their own weight like we didn't we we didn't talk about 9-11 conspiracy theories for a reason because mm-hmm. it's depressing but i mean not that some of these other ones aren't but um those fail because people that believe them if you you can't have it both ways you can't say that george w bush is a nink and poop and then also say that he's a criminal genius that he could orchestrate this conspiracy theory and keep everyone quiet and it never came out and no details ever escaped that's why they always fail right think of how think of how incredibly smart and coordinated you would have to be to get that done like if i ever had any inkling of believing 9-11 was an inside job working for a pseudo government agency like the chicago transit authority like dissolved me of that notion so immediately there's, there's, no one is that coordinated in government. No, and you couldn't possibly be, conceal something like that. And everybody has to be quiet, and not one person could have the temptation of money 
or fame or anything to anything. come out and blow the whistle. Yeah. But anyway, this one, this is the one that I've read the most about, saw the most about, has intrigued me enough where I'm not I'm not on the fence, I'm not going to go that far, but this one is the most mystifying to me. And it occurred between 1989 and 1991. My sources for this, a lot of the research I did came from Wikipedia, unsurprisingly, because it's just available. Mm-hmm. But there was a very detailed New York Times article from 1988 about this conspiracy theory. Um, basically what it is, there was a guy named Lawrence E. King Jr. who ran the Franklin Community Federal Credit Union in Nebraska. And he was a longtime Republican um, fundraiser. And this was supposed to be a credit union that was targeted to help people in lower income communities. He was embezzling millions of dollars. Like, I think eventually when he got charged, it was like $38 million from this credit union. So not a great guy. But the where it gets weird is the allegations against this were that he was running a network of child sex ring it was basically a child sex ring he was like shuttling foster kids around the country for high ranking political people and they would have these parties Jesus. where they would have sex with these kids so the number of people that I've heard tied to this I mean it, it's everybody I mean the Bush family the Clinton family like anyone that you could think of that was like a higher up in the late 80s early 90s um, political scene Mm-hmm. was tied to this. They investigated it. John DeCamp, who was the state senator from Nebraska, he did an entire, I think it was like a two-hour Discovery Channel documentary that he filmed where he was the primary source because he investigated this himself. Jeez. And it never aired. It got cut down because they, they I, I don't know why it got cut down, but they basically said, we're not going to air that. But he was the, the sole source for this documentary. <laughs> then... There was a, the New York Times article I read that I got a lot of the information from was called A Lurid Mysterious Scandal Begins Taking Shape in Omaha. It was based in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, they also tied this to like devil worshiping cannibalism, all these other like fads around that time. But the reason that it always has resonated with me, there's a documentary on Netflix about um, Johnny Gosh, who I don't I don't know if you watched it, but he was the first kid who was ever on like a milk carton. For after he disappeared, oh, um, his mom was a sharp, sharp person who was in, who did her own investigation in his disappearance. He was like twelve years old when he got kidnapped, mm-hmm. and the cops in the town where he got kidnapped from, I think it was in Iowa, um, they were incompetent. So she was like funding it, leading this investigation. She tied his disappearance to this exact conspiracy theory. And she had evidence that he was kidnapped, he was pulled into this ring, and there was two people that testified that this was happening, that they were, it was a one female, one male, they both said that they were pulled into this and that they were shipped, they were flown to different parts around the country and were basically molested by politicians. And they were naming all these different people. They had very detailed testimony that was corroborated by other people and then they were charged with perjury and basically put in jail and shut and, and silenced. So it's it's this weird combination of it reaches really far. I in my 
better judgment, I still don't really believe it because it's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things about it that are either suspicious at how they ended, or there's like so many different sources that end at the same point that it's always it's always just captivated me for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that one a little bit more. I did not know anything about it, but I am certain it's true. All of it. It's gotta be. It's it gotta was, be. It, the, the guy's name is Larry King. I mean, Larry's short for Lawrence, so. Larry King? It ties into that, so it's gotta be him. Oh boy. Alright, do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I do. I think I had one or two. I was going to talk about, um, I just have one. I was going to talk about Sandy Hook. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. That one is just like too, oof. It, it bothers me too much. I mean, it, basically what it is, people allege that there was like actors and not, it didn't really occur. And they, and I think it's mostly people that, that assume it's to, to keep guns down or like to aid the gun control movement because they want their guns. Yeah, that uh, worked. Yeah. That one that one bothers me a lot. That one bothers me too. It's fucking dead kids. How shitty I are know. those people? Not just kids, it was like what were like first and second creators? Yeah. It's it's that one is just disgusting to me. Oh, I had the fake moon landing, but you covered that. That was my other one. Yeah. That's a good one. I think that one's actually true. There's no way we fucking went to the moon. You're telling me the same society that would vote for Donald Trump to be president ever went to the moon? In the 60s, no less? Yeah, I don't think so. No way. Yeah, not a chance. All right, well, if you have a top conspiracy theory that we missed, go ahead and send it to our Twitter feed that's at Whiskey Sessions, or you can email it to us. That's whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. And we're going to read your emails right now. So let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right. I have an email here from Caroline in Montgomery, Alabama. Dear Whiskey Sessions, Your Spine Tingliest Moments podcast was missing all of the Spine Tingliest Moments. Okay. What about Hound Dog by Elvis or Blue Suede Shoes by Elvis or Blue Christmas by Elvis? So I feel like this person just likes Elvis. Caroline in the city of Elvis. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. I don't think Elvis has ever had a song to me that has had that kind of, I don't know, been spine tingly to me but caroline of montgomery feels differently and apparently we missed on that one but i should say that does tie into our conspiracy theories b pimp do you think elvis is alive or no yes elvis is alive tupac's alive definitely they're both alive they're hanging out together in hawaii or mexico they're waiting for like a certain thing to come back yep Jesus, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, when, once Jesus returns, then they're going to come back and say, fooled ya. Yeah, that's like the trifecta. Jesus, Elvis, and Tupac. It's the Holy Trinity, I think. And then they'll have Princess Diana with them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what email do you have? Uh, speaking of Princess Diana, I have an email from Simon from London, England. He says, hey chaps, 
your sketch comedy list list left me right buggered because <laughs> I thought it was going to be about funny drawings. My favorite hobby, you know, because my name is Simon and I love to make drawings. Oh, uh, nice. So I think this was a Mike Myers character from Saturday Night Live. So we got an email from a character on a sketch show. That's pretty impressive. To qua- to quibble with our selection of sketch shows. And I okay, I can only imagine it's because I put SNL two, and I didn't mention Mike Myers, but I don't know. At least he's listening, I guess. Yeah, we haven't mentioned a lot of Mike Myers. I remember when we did top SNL cast members, we overlooked him. We overlooked Adam Sandler. Well, we didn't overlook them. I mean, they just weren't our favorites. You mean Sandman Candles? Yes, Sandman Candles, and Love Tim Guru <laughs> and Tim Meadows. Yeah. All ladies, man. That's the trifecta of Saturday Night Live cast members. Adam Sandler, Mike Myers, and Tim Meadows. I saw the ladies' man in theaters, by the way. I did too, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't... I also saw Night at the Roxbury in theaters. I did not, but I saw that. I rented that very quickly after it came out on video. Okay, good. Without question, the best two comedies of all time. Have you watched Night at the Roxbury at any point since then? I don't think so. <laughs> I would recommend it only because I did. I think I feel like I mean it, it had to be like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's it's weird. That is a weird movie. I would say I think I actually like that movie better than The Ladies Man. I like Tim Meadows, and it's got the I, I forget what her name is, but this one of the sisters in um, Fresh Prince is like the main female lead. I think in Ladies Man. Oh, yeah. The uh, older one. The older sister? Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, they're great, but Ladies Man has this one comedian who I'd never see anymore, and I'm glad because he's horrible, but he's, I think he's actually British, and he's, like, really sweaty, and he's known for that, um, but he was in the movie The Ladies Man and also in Something About Mary. And he played, in Something About Mary, he played, I think, a guy who had, like, kind of a disability. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had difficulty walking. And the actor I find to be maybe the most annoying actor in any movie I've ever seen. And I can't believe he's in multiple movies. I'm looking right now because I don't know who you're talking about. I'm very intrigued. I don't remember his name. I think he was a stand-up in Britain, even though in both movies he he is sporting an American accent, I'm pretty sure. Um, actually, no, I don't know if that's true about something about Mary. Oh, is it Lee Evans? Lee Evans. The most annoying actor of all time to me. Oh, I gotta watch that. And I will I'm not be convinced otherwise. Yeah. it's. He was in The Fifth Element. No, oh, Jesus. But his acting in Ladies Man is particularly terrible because it's like they didn't edit it or something. I don't oh, know. It. It's awful. I'm going to watch that. He's, he's probably in the movie for like five minutes, and he single-handedly ruins it. Not like that was going to be a gem of a movie anyway, but you know. He didn't, they didn't give him enough, enough Cavassier. Yeah. All right, well, if you have an email you need to send us, we would love to read it. We're at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, or if it's shorter and in tweet form, tweet it to us. That's at whiskeysessions. And make sure you give us a rating on iTunes as well. 
just find our podcast, which you've clearly found if you were listening to it, and give us five stars. Be pimp. You have anything else to add before we sign off? I like to add that you mentioned an email that they need to send us, which I'm I'm trying to think of like what that would be, like what's burning a hole in their email pocket. Who's to say? I just know that they have one. It's gonna be somebody who's like a huge fan of Lee Evans. Probably. There must be one, right? How would he possibly be in a movie? It's gonna be somebody who thinks we're talking about Lee Evans who used to be the receiver for the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) I'm sure that guy is way funnier than the Lee Evans the actor. I bet he is. He must be. Alright, anyway, that's that's enough of my Lee Evans rant. I had to get it out though. I hate that guy. Signing off for Whiskey Sessions, this is Amets. I'm Beacon. Peace out. Sorry, Lee Evans. Sorry, Lee Evans.